Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. My name is Pete Wright. I am sitting around the table with John Patton once again. John? Hello, Pete. Good Hello. to see you. Good to see you as well. And Scott Lissett. Good morning, Pete. The topic today continues uh, our discussion on uh, methodology, implementing a methodology that we started so many weeks ago. Um, it, this one, I think, is, is one that is particularly appropriate to those who are, are interested in developing their methodology. It, it really is, what, what is the time that you need to invest to implement a methodology, and, and how do you actually go about it uh, from an organizational perspective? Uh, John, where do you start? Okay, Pete, I'll give you the short answer uh, right off the bat. It takes about a year. Uh, but realize that it, we, it, in this one, uh, we don't have a project uh, team working that whole year invisible to the organization and delivering the methodology at the end of the year. That, that's not where we want to go. There are two phases in this. One is in standardizing and documenting the methodology, uh, and uh, that can take anywhere from 60 to 90 days uh, the longest time I've seen it where a team could maintain focus is about six months. And then, and, and you're doing some of the implementation as a part of that standardization and documentation. You can get training going and you can have people uh, participating, you know, using the skills, uh, um, you know, up to them uh, while, you're, while you're standardizing. But um, uh, then the, the second phase is to create the, the plan for implementation and make sure that all of the elements uh, of practice that you plan to have are going in. And that takes a minimum of six months. Uh, after that, uh, we, we consider the methodology to be implemented, and then you're into your cycles of continuous improvement. So how does a person really get started? Let's say um, uh, I'm the CEO, I've come from a, a company uh, uh, that has used this before, well, it's, it's, it's a lot easier. I've got to sensitize the organization, and then it becomes one of the, one of the, uh, the projects on this year's list of things to do in uh, bringing improvements to the organization, which every CEO wants to do. Let's take the complete opposite, uh, where um, I'm a, a new hire, and I've been in another company, and I see that there's a real opportunity for improvement in this, uh, in this uh, organization. Uh, in that case, you're going to have to sensitize the organization to benefits. Uh, and we always recommend that you do so by setting a very good example that causes people to come around and say, you know, you handle projects pretty well. Uh, uh, did, did you do them that way in your other company? Uh, and your answer is going to be yes, and you know, there's nothing stopping us from doing the same thing here. Happy to share my skills with all of you uh, and even get uh, professional help. Uh, but usually the first step is some sort of evaluation of the practice level of an organization. Uh, where are we today and what are the opportunities uh, for improvement really? And we got to tie those to bottom line impact benefits because this is going to need higher level management uh, authorization and, and really sponsorship. So uh, we get <coughs> authorization to do the evaluation first, and then we go for the um, sponsorship of the overall project. And we like to, to see um, the methodology implementation be at least, uh, let's say if a company has uh, 75 projects on their uh, overall list, that it needs to be at least in the top 15. 
It has to be significant enough in the organization that they'll focus on it and get it done. Now, once you get um, a sponsorship, it's very important that the project manager be selected, a person who really believes and has the persistence of getting it done, and then that that person collect a team of positive oriented believers in project management. Uh, it's hard enough to get this all going, uh, you know, uh, in, in any organization, and we're going to convince the people who resist, um, you know, good practices later. So we always start with the people who are believers, make sure that they understand whatever implementation they're going to be imp uh, uh, putting in by getting the right training and then uh, creating a, uh, a project plan for the first phase. Now, in that project plan for the first phase, key elements are creating governance. This um, steering team that I talked about in a previous episode, um, uh, in, in the most informal uh, sense, of director-level people who are responsible for this initial standardization and documentation. They may even assign people to get it done. Some may participate in the project. And then it's uh, monitoring and continuous improvement. Uh, so they also do prioritization. Um, and uh, we start the, the standardization project, and that's going to be evidenced in a guide, a guide for project management for our company. We get that guide signed off, uh, and uh, then it's on to implementation. Well, and um, uh, concerning that guide, mm -hmm. uh, this then becomes um, uh, a single uh, reference source for uh, how projects should be managed. That's right, Scott. And so, so uh, if uh, somebody gets assigned uh, a new project uh, to manage, uh, they're going to want to consult the guide and find out uh, what they're supposed to, to do in the company, uh, what are the processes they should follow, and how to implement them. Right. Uh, you know, um, we also want to make sure that this guide that's put together is flexible and adaptable to the size, risk, and complexity of the project. Uh, so, uh, you know, when, when we help companies on this, uh, one of the things we, we uh, very strive to achieve is that the resulting document when printed, because you may have it online, but if printed, is uh, not more than a quarter inch thick and contains no more than 100 pages. And uh, this is to dissuade those who think we're going to have volumes of methodology here, not in a project management methodology. Now, in a product development methodology, which focuses on, on how you do the work, that, that can be more detailed. But a project management methodology is focused on how you set up and manage the doing. Uh, so, so we want to keep that um, uh, not, uh, not overblown and overdone. And so uh, there's, there's uh, continuing to, to uh, uh, finish up the governance. We have some metrics, you know, we like to see in, in, uh, in, in, in the governance. Um, and then setting up the, the services uh, like project control. Um, if, if you have uh, any kind of supportive uh, uh, PMO, making sure that projects are all getting planned, uh, that the projects all have project managers, 
that the uh, organization is now moving the project through the life cycle and establishing the training. Uh, I, um, I, I reference our, our own work. One of the things we make sure we put in the introduction to any project guide is that this is not a substitute for training. This is a reference guide for application after training in refreshing uh, oneself. Yeah, and um, we also want to make sure that um, uh, necessary uh, product development processes are integrated with project management in the guide uh, so that people don't feel like they need to pick up two separate guides to figure out how to run a project uh, if you're developing a product. It, it, it cross-references, I think. We, yeah, we want cross, to yes. limit. Uh, I, have, I have never seen, um, uh, uh, Scott, a standard that does both. Mm -hmm. There are some product development or systems development life cycle, things that focus on the doing, and they say they do project management, yeah. but you go in there and it's never really all about project management. So, yeah, so uh, maybe and, the word is uh, that, that they need to be integrated. Yes, uh, well, compatible. Yes. Okay, so that... Uh, you know, you, you, there is a rationalization and, and people know when they're doing the work versus when they're planning and administering the work and reporting and controlling the work. Control in a positive sense here. Uh, so there's, uh, there's, you know, in a, you know, a you know, mature organization, that's well understood. And the role of the project manager is well understood. In an in a, in a organization with fewer practices, uh, that has to be developed. Um, it is, uh, I'll cut this out, is this the last section of the methodology discussion? Right. Yeah. Okay. So John, this, if I understand correctly, this wraps us up here on, on your, uh, you know, sort of your high-level discussion of implementing a methodology. Any sort of final words of advice to folks who are really considering this and, and yes. uh, moving forward in a serious fashion? Sure, Pete. It's a fragile thing with turnover of management and staff, the practices can, and, and pressure like a recession, the practices can be abandoned and one can retrograde to lower levels of practices. So one of the uh, responsibilities of this uh, steering committee is to continuously point benefit of using our standard practices to bottom line number of projects completed per year, impact on the bottom line per product if we're in a product environment. Uh, thinking about a Central American bank, one of the things they did annually is quantify their benefit based on their investment. And uh, this one year they, they had responsibility for a portfolio of 20 projects. And uh, you know all 20 came in on time. And they did a calculation of the cost of two months late on every one of those projects uh, which was a pretty conservative estimate, dividing it by the cost of the department and showed a return to the bank president of 550% on the investment of that project management office. So nothing to shake a stick at. Really. That's, <laughs> that's right. And uh, a final comment for sure, me on this sure. would be that it's human nature to cut corners. And senior management has to be vigilant in uh, looking for evidence that the project management processes are being followed and not uh, let a little bit uh, go by, a little bit more go by because pretty soon people will be picking and choosing what do they feel like doing, uh, not what they need to do. 
and then it's no longer a methodology in the first place. Managers have to learn three very powerful words. When they hear, you know, I'm just too busy to plan, do I really have to do one? The answer is yes, you do. And so many of these challenging answers can be answered with those three simple words, yes, you do. And that's the end. And with that, we will end the show. On behalf of Scott Lissett and John Patton, I am Pete Wright. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ask Cadence.